Welcome to the Shenmue AM2 Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 Podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew. And Matt. And we are here for episode 20 of the Shenmue AM2 Podcast. Uh, this episode uh, is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we had a question posed to us. And the question was, I don't have the exact verbiage here with me, but it was something along the lines of, do you think it was beneficial for Shenmue to be ported to the Xbox? The easy answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would say yes, simply based on the fact that the Dreamcast was a dying console, and this allowed people to play it. A lot of people don't like the version that was ported of the Xbox. Bloom lighting, motion blur. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you're a fan of them. Nope. Neither am I. Uh, when you play it on the Xbox 360, it actually gets rid of most of the bad stuff, <laughs> but you also get the terrible audio glitches and the shadows and stuff are gone. Mm. And, for example, like when we had Adam Scipione on the podcast, he said, you know, Shenmue 2 for the Xbox was the first time he ever got to play it. Uh, so in situations like that, absolutely, I would say it was beneficial uh, to the community because it got that game in more people's hands. How, do you know how it sold compared to the Dreamcast version, or the first Shenmue on Dreamcast? Less, I think. The Xbox version of 2, I mean. I think it sold less. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Now, keep in mind, too, at the time when this was, I'm using air quotes, ported <laughs> to the Xbox, Saga was in pretty shitty shape yeah. uh, financially. They Dreamcast commercial failure... Um, they're moving into just being a third-party publisher, and Sega needs money. <laughs> they're still like that today. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So, we're gonna Matt and I are gonna look at this from the most broad way possible to give our answer as to whether or not we think it was beneficial that Shenmue 2 was ported to the Xbox. So, as we mentioned, Saga, not in the best financial condition at the time, or now for that matter. Mm. So, when they become a third-party publisher, they need deals. They need to get games on consoles. And essentially, you had three consoles. You had the GameCube, the PS2, and the Xbox. The GameCube, um, well, mainly the PS2, I should say, was really the nail in the coffin of the Dreamcast. Uh, The Dreamcast was built on a Microsoft operating system. Um, Microsoft and Sega had an agreement, obviously, to help build the Dreamcast. Uh, Microsoft stopped supporting the Dreamcast and decided, essentially because they were creating their own platform, the original Xbox. Some might say the Xbox One. (laughs) <laughs> but you can't now. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the, that Xbox um, needed content. There was a big announcement that Sega was bringing 11 games to that. Uh, the major two games, major of the 11 games, the major two, were Final, San- or Final Fantasy. <laughs> now, Fantasy Star Online and 
uh, Shenmue 2. A lot of people think that they had exclusive distribution rights and console exclusivity for these games. That is true. But when you look at the actual agreements, these two games were published as first-party titles by Microsoft. Mm -hmm. So Saga made them, but in the areas where they're being distributed for the Xbox, they were Microsoft games. Even to the point where, when you look at the manuals for Shenmue 2 and Famous, or Famous, Fantasy Star Online, I keep messing that up, the warranty information is actually through Microsoft. Mm-hmm. The original uh, pack-in pamphlet that comes with Shenmue 2 for the Xbox um, is full of uh, advertisements for Microsoft first-party games. Shenmue 2 is in that pamphlet. Hmm. This is in North America. The European one has just advertisements for tons of games that are not Microsoft. Um, And the same goes for Fantasy Star Online. It has um, warranty information through Microsoft. Saga has nothing to do with the actual physical product. Well, Fantasy Star Online came out for GameCube as well, but was that before or after Xbox? It was actually both, because there was one version, the original version for the GameCube came out before, the updated version actually came out after. Ah. Um, The Xbox version was the only console one with voice. Okay. At that time when it was originally announced. Now, the original agreement had 11 games in it. So there's a couple sports games, and then Sega had this agreement that I don't want to say a side agreement, but they were going to make games exclusively for Xbox. And they made games exclusively for the other consoles as well. Yeah. Shinobi and Nightshade only came out on PS2. Virtua Fighter 4, Virtua Fighter 4 Evolution, only PS2. Super Monkey Ball games, uh, originally, were only GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy and the Giant Egg, or whatever it was called. <laughs> Billy Hatcher, yeah. Billy Hatcher, yes. Uh, GameCube exclusive. So, and then there was obviously your sports games and your Sonic games, which were multi-plat. So, uh, part of the announcement was games like Crazy Taxi 3, Gun Valkyrie, Jet Set Radio Future, um, Panzer Dragoon Orta, Sega GT 2002, um, House of the Dead 3, Toe Jam and Earl 3. Um, other exclusives were Outrun 2, Sega GT Online, Spike Out. Um, and then I also have Otagi 1 and 2 on here. When I did a bit more research, those were actually from, from software. Otogi? Um, oh. I actually learned that off of when I was on the treadmill uh, from a Easy Allies podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, now, that's part of the agreement. So I did a little bit more research about this agreement and the marketing behind it and who was in control of what. Um, So when you look at games like Jet Set Radio Future, um, back in the day when video games used to come with manuals, like a paper little book with them, (laughs) there was often advertisements on the back. Shenmue 2 and Fantasy Star Online did not have advertisements on the back. Nothing. Not for any other Microsoft games, not for any Sega games. (laughs) The rest of the games that Sega produced... And distributed. So Crazy Taxi 3 had Sega GT 2002 on it. Gun Valkyrie had Jet Set Radio Future. Jet Set Radio Future had Panzer Dragoon. 
Panzer Dragoon, Orta had uh, Toejam and Earl. Sega GT 2002 had Panzer Dragoon. Sega GT Online was a later release. All the other exclusives had already pretty much been released by then, so it had a Sonic game. Hmm. Um, Spike Out, again, was a later one, so it actually promoted the Sega website. Uh, House of the Dead 3 had Panzer Dragoon. Toejam and Earl 3 had Panzer Dragoon. Um, Outrun 2, uh, that actually didn't have anything on the back. Uh, so all of the ones that Saga did that were part of this original bundle advertised other Saga games because Saga was in control of that. Except for Fantasy Star and Shenmue, which didn't. Because Microsoft published those as first-party titles, Blech. not as Saga titles. No. <laughs> so This is leading down a dark path. It is. <laughs> now, looking at all of these games, so Fantasy Star... Crazy Taxi 3, Gun Valkyrie, Jet Set Radio Future, we'll throw Atagi 1 and 2 in there, Panzer Dragoon Orta, Sega GT 2002, Sega GT Online, Shenmue 2, Spike Out, House of the Dead 3, Toadram and Earl 3, and Outrun 2. None of these games have really been ported with a couple very minor, minor um, exclusions. So Fantasy Star Online was originally on the Dreamcast, then it was ported to Windows, then GameCube, and then Xbox. And then there was another version released for GameCube and another one for PC. Mm-hmm. So that was exclusive with voice. So it already existed on the other platforms. Uh, Crazy Taxi 3 was originally an arcade game. Um, uh, and obviously it's console exclusive on Xbox. And then it was, there was a Windows version as well, which is Microsoft as well. Gun Valkyrie, only Xbox. Jet Set Radio Future, only Xbox. Atagi 1 and 2, only Xbox. Panzer Dragoon Orta, only Xbox. Sega GT 2002, only Xbox. Sega GT Online, Xbox. Shenmue 2, obviously was on the Dreamcast first. Mm. Then only Xbox. Spike Out, only Xbox. Toe Jam and Earl, only Xbox. Outrun 2 was originally an arcade game, then only Xbox. Uh, really the only... Um, a weird one here is House of the Dead 3 uh, it was originally an arcade game so and it's a sh- like it's a light gun game mm. so that one I mean could have been a timed exclusive because it has been re-released um, on a bundle pack for the Wii not as its own game and then as a downloadable version on PS3 and there was a PC one, which again is Windows, Microsoft. So same same kind of idea. Yeah. So none of these games in this deal, and there's sports games too, which sports games were multi-plat anyways. Mm. Um, none of these games have been re-released outside of House of the Dead. Do you think that? You think that's a pattern that says something about this, the legal ability for people to to re-release these games? Legal ability for people who aren't Microsoft? Well, let's look at some more facts. So we know that Saga owns the intellectual property because they've licensed it for some merch. Um, they've put him in other games. Uh, he's been in, you know, the Saga racing games, things like that. Um, it's not a licensing issue with the music. We know that because the music, you can get it as one of the Kickstarter rewards. Mm. Uh, So we know that's not the problem. 
There has been rumors about it being part of the development tool, uh, the licensing on that being in the issue, one of the issues, but I don't think it's that, strictly based on the fact that, to my understanding, Saga built the game engine for this from the ground up. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that would, would come into play here. And I'm sure when they were building it on Dreamcast, at the beginning, the Xbox wasn't even an idea in their heads, probably. So Exactly. And the other point I wanted to make was with regards to licensed product in the game. Just look at Shenmue 1. In North America and the European PAL version, we didn't get Coca-Cola. They were able to fix it. We got Bell Woods and Jet Cola. Mm-hmm. In the um, North American one, we did get Timex, though. We did get uh, Tracker. So it's not like some of these deals existed, some of them didn't. But Saga, the one, like the Coca-Cola one, they could get around it. Mm-hmm. So I can't foresee that being the problem either. So it boils back to Saga being in financial difficulty and needing to sell product. And, uh, like, uh, we have some press releases here and everything. Um, there's the apology letter from, from Peter Moore. Um, so, while I cannot detail all of the reasons that led up to this decision, I can tell you it was made with the long-term interests of Saga fans in mind. No matter how difficult it seems, I want you to understand that any difficult choices that are made during this transition time are based on one bottom line. Ensuring the longevity of beloved Saga franchises, including Shenmue. Saga is working hard to make the necessary decisions to drive our business forward while at the same time continuing to support our loyal fans. And then he he outright lies. Although the company may be changing, we are still Saga. No, you're not. Sega today sucks. <laughs> um, what other? I'm just. We're just reading through them here. Um, so this is a press release um, from Saga at the Tokyo Game Show 2001. So um, this agreement. So they're talking about the Fantasy Star um, slash Shenmue deal. Uh, this agreement with Microsoft will give Shenmue 2 and Fantasy Star Online the marketing prominence and increased awareness that the titles deserve, while giving Saga access to significant incremental revenue as we work toward profitability goals for this fi- fiscal year and onward. We expect that both titles will be killer apps on Xbox and that the technical capabilities of the platform will surely bring both games to new levels in terms of graphics and experience. Go kick a soccer ball, Peter Moore. (laughs) (laughs) They're clearly in that. They want them to be killer apps. Killer apps belong to... Like, when you look at the killer apps for... Killer killer apps are never multi-platform. No, they're never. Um, Sega, like, if Microsoft is waving this money at Sega, and it's win-win for both parties at that time, right? Microsoft is a brand new platform. They need games. And a lot of people look at it as them being the replacement for the Dreamcast. That's I kind of felt that way at the time. A lot of people did. And when you look at how much Saga put into this, into the original Xbox, it's understandable why, right? 
because you had Sony, you had, you know, I don't want to use a negative term here, fanboy, but you had Sony fanboys, you had uh, Nintendo fanboys, and then you had these Sega people that were brand loyal, but their brand doesn't really exist anymore from a platform standpoint. We're displaced nomads. Sega nomad. One nothing mad. That's why I went to Xboxes, because I was mad at the PS2 for killing my Dreamcast. <laughs> And I think a lot of people felt the same way. Yeah. And, you know, things like Shenmue and Jet Set Radio and Panzer Dragoon just clinched it for me. I'm just looking more through here. Um... So, yes... Fantasy Star and Shenmue were the only ones in that deal that were treated differently. And it was clear that Saga wanted to make this work. And mm. they wanted to do, at that point in time, whatever was necessary to feed their bottom line. And from the, all the research that I have done, I think, and I can say with confidence... I think this deal that they had with Microsoft back then is preventing Shenmue 1 and 2 HD from being released today. <laughs> Would you agree? Well, I mean, your evidence is strong, but I don't know how legal deals like this work. Like, are they forever? There's no, there's never a, like... They, I mean, obviously there has to be some sort of term on it. Hmm. But it could also be a term where it's not years, it's titles, right? So how many titles? Hmm. Um, but see, that wouldn't even really make that much sense because Shenmue 3 is not Microsoft. Yeah. I think it has to do specifically with the platform rights to Shenmue 2. And if you're Microsoft, why would you ever give this up? Yeah. It's money. Money, they, money that you're never going to go after. But, they, but maybe you could, so you won't let anyone else have it. And that's <laughs> the thing. If the, if I am right, why does Microsoft not do this? But is it because Saga is kind of soured on it, and Saga wants it on a Sony platform? Yeah, I mean, if Xbox released it, it's just free advertisement for a Sony game. Yeah. Shenmue 3. It really uh, is. Now, if they were, you don't have an Xbox One, if they announce this tomorrow, would you buy one? Just to play Shenmue 1, H- 1 ex- and 2 HD? Exclusive Shenmue HD on Xbox, Xbox One? One? Oh, God, don't make me. Uh, you would, though, right? Probably. I probably would as well. <laughs> it would be nothing but good. sick. <laughs> it would be nothing but good PR, but it's also advertising for a Sony game in the future. Or, well, not a Sony game, but a game that is exclusive to a Sony platform. Right? Yeah. And the other problem is, is if they put it on Xbox One, they have to put it on PC. Hmm. Because that's how Microsoft works now. True. So With maybe, maybe I don't need an Xbox then. It's not that I'm so against the Xbox One, I just don't want to buy another console that plays mostly all the same games. Yeah, I don't want to spend the money. Yeah. Um, I want... I would. I don't want to, though. Yeah. But 
in the long and short of it, I think that this deal, or that deal, I should say, is probably what is causing the hiccups. Okay, so then I have an answer for your question. If it was a good thing that Shenmue 2 came out on Xbox, it is not a good thing. It is a bad thing. (laughs) I would say it is a bad thing as well. Screw you people who only played Shenmue because of Xbox. (laughs) That's not fair, Matt. (laughs) But at the end of the day, in the grandest possible scheme of things, yes, there are people like Adam Cipione, who is clearly, you know, one of the most passionate people about this. Hmm. An awesome guy and doing great things in this community. But it's his fault. I don't have Shenmue HD. (laughs) No, that's not what we're saying. (laughs) Okay. It's... He would have never... We can't say that he would have never been introduced to this game. But the chances are a lot of, a lot less people would have played it. Yeah. But a lot less people being able to play it then is potentially impacting a lot more people not being able to play them now. Yeah. And affecting the profitability of the third one, which essentially can put the kibosh on the fourth one. Yeah. So it was good back then, but it's bad now. <laughs> Essentially, that is the best way to put it, I mm. think. Beneficial at the time. And it, no one would have been able to have predicted this, right? And no one would have been able to predict the poor sales that it had on the original Xbox. Mm. It's frustrating, but I I would say at the answer to the question I would have to say is no. I don't think it was beneficial. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree, but... What well, other reason are we not getting this? I w- to be honest, like we, and then not in a sarcastic way, but we would love to hear other theories as to why. But hmm. um, this is what it's looking like right now, um, just based on all the digging I've done. And there's reading press releases. This was released as a first party game, not as a third party game. As weird as that sounds, that it was made by a third party, hmm. but we, that's why. That is why. It has to be. I hope I'm wrong. I so hope I'm wrong. And me we too, but you got this pile of evidence you handed me. <laughs> I hope we get an announcement at Gamescom. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I absolutely 100% hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But, I, unfortunately, I don't think I am. Yeah. Well, um, Sega never gives me anything I want, so that's, that's uh, no change in my relationship with Sega. <laughs> There is an article in the thing I gave you about Fantasy Star Online as well. About how Star it's never Online coming? Too, because of another potential agreement that SAGA signed. God damn it. Um, it's... Like, the evidence is there. Like, these are these are facts that none of these games that were part of this agreement have been re-released. Mm. Anywhere, other than the House of the Dead one. But that's a technology one. And it was originally an arcade game anyways. Yeah. So that works a little bit different. I think I actually have a correction to make. I'm not sure if Crazy Taxi 3 was actually an arcade game first. I think it might have actually been an Xbox game first and then ported to the arcade. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's frustrating. Well, all we can do is hope that your uh, laborious research is uh, incorrect and useless. <laughs> Here's hoping. <laughs> all right, so anything else? I think that's it. So we'd love to hear your feedback on this episode and your thoughts, you know, what could be holding it up. Um, we can, we're on uh, Facebook. We have a group and a 
uh, page, Shenmue AM2 Podcast. We are Shenmue AM2 Pod on the Twitters. We are Shenmue AM2 Podcast at gmail.com. YouTube.com slash Shenmue AM2 Podcast. Please like, please subscribe, please thumbs up. Uh, we're really looking for more reviews on iTunes as well. Um, so, you know, we don't ask for any money for this or anything. So if you guys could just leave a little review, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Okay. So this episode was sponsored by Tomato Convenience Store. Tomato Convenience. We're actually a front for an illegal duck racing ring. <laughs> quack, quack. See you later.